Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bruce, good morning. Thanks for joining us again. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Yeah, we're doing very well. And the Jimbo Fisher Texas A&M stuff is... Still percolating this morning. Uh, what's your thoughts about maybe the impending hire of Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M? You know, I think that would have to be the biggest move that, that A&M could make. If not, you know, they, they got rid of Mike Leach. I'm not sure who else they would have gotten who would have been like, okay, I get this move. This is a, this is a big-time get. Well, Jimbo Fisher's won a national title, did a really good job at FSU. I know they struggled this year, but... You know, beyond that, I mean, he's he's a he's a big fish for them. Keep in mind, the AD at Texas A&M, Scott Woodward, he and Jimbo Fisher worked together when they were at LSU years ago. There's a good relationship there, I'm told. So, you know, a lot of people have come after Jimbo Fisher to get him to leave. Certainly, LSU did once upon a time, you know, a year or two ago. And I think this is a big step for uh, for 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 A&M, but also it opens up another big job in what's been a really wild coaching carousel already in the last uh, last month or so. Bruce, before this job uh, at Florida State opened up, I, I have been asked repeatedly which is the best job out there, and I've always said it was Texas A&M because of their endless resources. Did you see it the same way? Of all the jobs? Did you? Yeah. Or just, yeah. no. Yeah, of all the um, jobs. No, I think Florida is a better job, and uh, I know you. I know you have your heart for the Aggies, as you always do. <laughs> but um, he's being facetious, here, America. <laughs> here, listen. To, let me put it this way: so, in the, in the last half century, uh, the Aggies have had one top five finish. You know, Kevin Sumlin did that in his first year. Florida's won, you know, uh, three national titles. I mean, just in the last fifteen years. You know, they both have great recruiting bases. Florida's is probably even better than Texas A&M. But the other reason, I think, is because the leadership at the top, and I'm not just, this is not necessarily a, a, a AD versus AD, but I think Florida is a little more manageable in how they do business than, mm-hmm. you know, you got boosters and board of regents and just a lot of people who, who are, can get in the way. Now, Texas A&M's facilities are, and there are none better than what they have, but I think it's more than that. And they do have a great recruiting base. It's just Florida also has it. I think Florida is is also in the other in the more manageable side of the division. You do not have Nick Saban over there. You do not have you know you do not have LSU and Auburn, and it's just it's a deeper side. You basically have Georgia, and then you have Tennessee that's going through its own crazy search. It just from in my mind, Florida is the top one, and then I would say it's a little down, and then, then it goes to Texas A&M. But if, if FSU jumps in, I, would, I think FSU is, because of uh, the recruiting base, because of the talent you'd inherit, I think FSU is even better than than, uh, than certainly A&M, and maybe even than, than, than UF. Do you believe that this Tennessee coaching search fiasco is going to end up with Mike Leach? I don't know what, you know, I wish I, I really can't even guess on this one because 
I know, you know, we reported last night that, that Mike met with them out in L.A. Uh, I'm told it went, you know, it went well. Uh, but it's hard to read. Here's the problem with the Tennessee search is, you know, Mike Leach could, could want to be on board and somebody he met with from Tennessee can really like him. But I'm, I'm told that, you know, at Tennessee right now, it is such a, uh, I don't know. It's such a mess there with so much infighting going on and backstabbing within, you know, the, the Tennessee brass and, and the people who are involved in the decision that, you know, a couple of them could try to nix the idea. Well, we don't want Mike Leach here. We don't want that offense. He's too, you know, he's too, 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 uh, too crazy. He's, you know, it's like they could bring up some other reason and, and try to move on because they're just not comfortable with him. So right now it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's tough to get a read on that one because I, I, from what I've told, the Tennessee brass is really split in, in, in a lot of their decisions. And who knows how long the AD John Curry is going to be there. You know, we reported this earlier in the week that you know there's a lot of people there who are high up in it and influential who are trying to run John Curry out of there. Why isn't T. Martin an option? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, look he really would want to be there. He knows the program. He's done, you know, he's done a nice job at USC. The, I think that the, the one big glaring thing there is he has no head coaching experience. Everybody they're talking to uh, that I'm told are all, are all head coaches and guys who've been head coaches actually on a big stage. I mean, I had heard that uh, the powers that be there felt like in order to, to, to have this job, you needed to have power five or big time coaching experience in college as a head coach. So, well, Dan um, Mullins hadn't had any head coaching experience when he got the Mississippi State job, and I know the folks at Tennessee look at themselves on, on a lofty, loftier level than, than Mississippi State. But you look at the job he did there. Now he's at Florida, of course. So, as I've been saying, Bruce, and I, I, I think that uh, prerequisite is only uh, applicable to a certain demographic. You could be, you could be right, PJ. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I don't. I mean, look, Bob Stoops didn't have Power Five head coaching experience, and it worked out pretty well at your school's arch rival, didn't it? So, yes, exactly. Um, so, I think what it comes down to, though, is if you feel like you have a guy who is who is that good at what they do, and look, you know, he was a really good assistant at, at, in the SEC when he was at Kentucky. Yep. You look at some of the talent he developed. I mean, he had Randall Cobb, which, uh, you know, was a, was a great college player. That was uh, He was coaching him. And some of these guys who now are having a lot of success in the NFL, Juju Smith-Schuster, you can go down the list of, of recent USC receivers. They've turned out probably a lot better or made an impact a lot faster than most people would have expected. And T. Martin was the guy who developed all those guys. In some cases, was the guy who recruited some of these guys. So, um, I don't know. I, the least thing you, I would think is, is T. Martin probably deserves an interview. Deserves a, hey, let's sit down and see what exactly would be your game plan, how you're going to do this. Because, you know, this guy led them to a national title. It's not like we're talking about some guy who – you know, had a great career as a college player, but isn't even a college coach is like some, you know, guy who just retired from the NFL and doesn't have any, you know, T Martin is going to get considered for some head coaching jobs. 
whether it's a school like South Alabama, and I'm, you know, I'm told he's, you know, he won't go go take that. But there's jobs that, you know, head coaching jobs that I think he would be in the mix for. So it's not out of the line. The question is, it's a huge, you know, it's a huge job. But again, you know, you've talked, you've turned over so many rocks in this search already. Why not at least kick the tires on T. Martin? I mean, early in the week, I had been hearing that he actually had a legit shot to get in the mix for it, but. You know, I think there's a lot of, I, quite honestly, from the people I've talked to, there, I heard there's some pushback from some people there. And I don't exactly know why that they won't even, they wouldn't even have met with him. G. Owen Jones or Bruce Feldman, college football reporter for Fox Sports. Let's move on to the games this weekend. How do you feel about that Big Ten championship game and uh, who's going to come out on top? You know, We've had uh, we had both of these teams in person this year with our TV crew. I think that you know if Ohio State is playing on its game, you know I think they're really tough to beat. I I think Wisconsin's good on defense. They're really really well coached. I think Jonathan Taylor is a terrific running back. But when Ohio State gets going, I mean they can they can be suffocating. It's just they're a tough read because they you know they've had a couple of clunker games. You know and I. You can kind of write off, you know, Baker Mayfield was a great player and he lit them up on defense. I, I get that. I don't see Alex Hornerbrook doing that. I, you know, he's he, he's pretty streaky, but at the same time, I think Ohio State's going to win. I just think that it's been that kind of year. It's been that kind of year for, uh, you know, that kind of twists with, with the, how things are working for the playoff committee. And I just think that would, that would be kind of – it just seems like it's almost karmic that uh, we're going to get a, another two-loss team in the mix beyond just just what could happen with Auburn and Georgia. Do you think the committee would opt for the Big Ten champion if it's Ohio State with two losses to get into the playoff? I think they would. I mean, you, you look, they have a really bad loss against an unranked Iowa team. It wasn't close. That's going to be tough for some people to get around, I'm sure, in that, that, in that CFP room. But they would have won a conference championship, and we know that's one of their big criteria, especially if it relates to having a second SEC team. Uh, they would have some really good wins. They would have beaten a top-five Wisconsin team. They would have blown out a good Michigan State team, beaten Penn State. They have a win over Michigan. You know, the Michigan, Michigan win doesn't carry as much weight as it, it would before, but that's, that's at least three very good wins. Whereas you look at Alabama – for against them, Alabama. Yeah, they have one less, one less loss. I think it would help Alabama if Auburn went on to beat Georgia and win the SEC title. But you know, they're basically going to be able to hang their hat on just their their one pretty good win is against LSU, and LSU's nine and three. I mean, after that, it's unfortunate for them. But they have you know Mississippi State, who's eight and four. They're still you know hanging at the you know at the end of the top twenty five. Fresno State, we'll see if they stay in the top 25. But I just think they've told us, being the committee, that that conference championships do matter. Who you beat matters. Now, a bad loss like that, especially on top of when they played Oklahoma, it wasn't really close. Oklahoma really took it to them. But if Oklahoma's in the playoff, you know, assuming they win, I mean, Oklahoma's going to be a one or a two seed. 
you know, I think they can get past that. Can they but, get but, past but that? But Bruce, let me push back, Iowa? Bruce. Bruce, because yeah. last year conference championships didn't matter, and Penn State had a bad loss there at Michigan, and but their their linebacking core was decimated, and the committee didn't take that into account. Where they're trying to account for Clemson losing at Syracuse, and I see that as a bad loss because Kelly Bryant limped into that ball game, but Clemson's defense didn't limp into that ball game, and they couldn't shut down the Orange. So uh, that doesn't jive with me, and I'm not yelling at you I'm yelling at Bill Hancock in the committee because from week to week and from year to year they're changing the criteria they are but keep in mind BJ from year to year the committee does change you know the makeup of the people in the room so it's hard to get a read on you know obviously every year is different you know to some degree I think if Alabama was a was a one-loss team but it lost in the in the SEC title game and at least had the win over Auburn to go with that LSU win, I think they would they would have a really good chance of having two teams in. It's just I think it's going to be hard. I think it's a harder case to make for Alabama because unless you're saying, "Hey, we think that you know, they're so good because we've seen this in years past from them, and they're not supposed to do that. The other thing is, you know, are they going to put any value in beating Florida State in week one? Florida State's going to be lucky to be 500. I know they had their starting quarterback hurt in that game, but after that, the, the season imploded. Are, you know, it's not Alabama's fault. You know, I, I give them credit. They scheduled a top five, typically a top five team in that game, and it just kind of didn't turn out the way everyone expected it to be in terms of the the merits of a, of an FSU win. But I, you know, I get it. Ohio State has a really bad loss or a two-loss team, but I'm not sure where you get the the fifth team. Is this the, is, are we going to put two teams from the SEC in in a year where I think most people would say it's been a pretty down year from the SEC, across, you know, once you get past the top three teams? So I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be fascinating, especially if, if Ohio State wins. If Wisconsin wins, you know, then I think you're looking at, at the four conference champs pretty sure unless TCU knocks off Oklahoma, and then it gets a little weird there too. Talking to Bruce Feldman on Geo and Jones, I think absolutely you're going to get two SEC teams. If Auburn beats Georgia, if Oklahoma beats TCU, if Clemson beats Miami and Ohio State beats Wisconsin, I think that they're going to put that one-loss Alabama team in there because now the one loss that they have is to an Auburn team will be, at that point, no doubt, the hottest team in college football. I just don't see them putting two two-loss teams in there, especially when Alabama is that one-loss team you're debating. I know both are big brands. I guess I have to decide which one of those big brands they like to give the benefit of the doubt to the most. Yeah, I don't know. if I really like to think that that branding factor doesn't carry real weight there. You know, but again, I just come back to that Alabama resume of who do they beat. We keep hearing about how, uh, who you beat matters, and they just, it just doesn't have enough weight in it, I don't think. You know, and I could definitely be wrong on this, but just from, from what, what the committee has said in the past and how much they've stressed, um, you know, look, that, that could be the case, but I think also there's a level of recency that also tends to come into this. If Ohio State beats Wisconsin and it's thirty one to seventeen or thirty one to ten, watch out. I don't I think that people are gonna have a feeling, wow, this team is on its game now. And it's unfortunate in one regard just because this isn't a case like a couple years ago where they were rolling from week two and they had a bad loss to Virginia Tech. 
you know, it, it, this is, you know, that loss to Iowa didn't happen that long ago. It was just, you know, it was just within a month. So, I mean, I can see you can argue it both ways. I'm just trying to, you know, read how I think the committee has, 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 you know, kind of put out the things they kind of seem to emphasize. Bruce, you know Kevin Sumlin fairly well. Where do you think he lands, or does he land at all? Is he back on the sidelines next season? You know, my hunch is it's going to be one of two jobs if, if at this point. It would be Jimbo Fisher moves on, Florida State tries to snap him up, or Willie Taggart gets FSU and Oregon pursues Kevin Sumlin. I mean, the reality is, I mean, you see what is winning, what is – record is from his whole time from from Houston and A&M it's a pretty impressive t- total and he was the only person who's led that led Texas A&M to a top five finish in the last half century uh, you know he's a really good offensive coach he's been a really good recruiter for years I think he would be a pretty good get for some of those for you know either of those programs the, the, the thing that you have to keep in mind here is with all these jobs that come open Chip Kelly can't coach all these schools. Who are you going to hire for some of these? We're seeing that with Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's been turned down by some guys that it kind of blows your mind that these guys wouldn't have, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have taken it, and that they would even have the chance at Tennessee. So that's what, what's, what's, you know, kind of a head scratcher is what are some of these schools going to do after, uh, you know, after all these dominoes start to fall. Bruce, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you at some point down the road. All right, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, my man. Bruce Feldman, college football reporter for Fox Sports, breaking everything down. Speaking of breaking things down, (laughs) Coop, our security guard, no one does it better than him in picking NFL games, except for the fact he's 9-19-2 on the year. But forget about that. (laughs) It's about the content. That's what it's about. You'll hear from him and Bogish next, but first you're going to hear from Brian right now. That's right. I'm here again for Relief Factor, and maybe like me, you were a high school superstar athlete, or maybe you weren't. Or maybe you were a professional athlete, or maybe you weren't. Either way, I'll bet you have some aches and pains that are making your life miserable right now. Hard to get out of a chair, hard to golf or play tennis, or even walk up and downstairs. Hey, you don't have to be an athlete to have pain. Neck, back, shoulder. Hip or knee pain, even general muscle aches and pain can be a bummer. This is why I'm so happy with Relief Factor. 100% drug, free way to lower or even eliminate pain. It sure has worked for me and my pain. I've had pain in my elbow, my fingers, my wrists, my toes, all the places you can imagine. There's been pain, and Relief Factor has helped eliminate that pain. That's right, eliminate it. So here's what I suggest you do. Like tens of thousands of other athletes and non-athletes have already done. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. That's relieffactor.com to order now. Go to relieffactor.com. Maybe you're skeptical like I was because I was pretty skeptical. Well, I'm not skeptical any longer because I'm out of pain and you can be too. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, or give them a call, 800-500-8384. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter, at Geo and Jones.
So the morning show you're going to do with that uh, 92.9 The Game? Yes. Oh, okay. Who's it now? Hugh Douglas and some, some old white guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of Chris, uh, Chris Moe's uh, homeboys. So oh, naturally. On, yeah. 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 I've been on there with him before. So, uh, yeah, Hugh and I would get to double up on the white dude. Is Randy Cross okay with that? Because they fired him from there to hire those guys. Is that what it, is, is that the show Randy used to do? Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, don't tell Randy I'm going to be on there. Yeah, we'll text him. No, no. I just told you don't. Oh, sorry. I thought you said tell him. Whoops. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, too late. So you, said, you always do the opposite, so tell him. <laughs> hey, don't text Randy about that. Mm-hmm. You're a traitor, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm a traitor. It's part of the, the, the company. Yeah, I'm a but company man. You're going to put the company ahead of friendship? Uh, depends on what friendship pays. Okay. Well. Mm-hmm. Randy's going to be very upset about this. Well, you're I... not going to tell him, remember? Oh, that's right. I forgot already. All right. Oh, boy. Never mind. Mm. All right. Judas. <laughs> but that's what you are. How? Taking a page out of your book. No. They fired your friend. I wasn't. I have forgotten about that. Well, I'm reminding you. Well, it's too late. I can't back out now, can sure I? Sure you can. Yeah, okay, you. I'm not doing it. Yeah, you don't pick up the phone for some other people that call you to be a guest. So, I mean, what's the difference here? Oh. <laughs> you. You. <laughs> Why? You don't like the truth? I'm not telling you anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why not? Just let it all out there, you know? Why not? It's December. It's December, by the way. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't that just sound odd? It does. I'm not uh, not prepared for this, and I always. I'm not either. Someone said Merry Christmas last night. I was like, Merry huh? Christmas. Yeah, I was like, huh? What? Yeah, stop. Really? Already? Um, I have this battle with my wife. She wants to play Christmas music the day after Thanksgiving. I say no. I said you could start oh. December first. That's the compromise. Oh wow! So now it's going to be nonstop. We got to oh, yeah, get. Oh a- yeah, they had Silent Night glaring in the restaurant last night. I was like, really? We're going to get our tree on Saturday. We have to do that now. <clears throat> so got to. But it's just such a pain in the ass. It is a huge pain. You're getting your real tree this weekend? Yeah, real tree. That's yeah. a gamble. It's a long time to keep that bad boy alive. No, mm-hmm. I do a good job with that. I, oh. I'm, I, have a, I have a bit of a green thumb when it comes uh, to these things. Yeah, Warm okay. water, by the way. Warm water. Warm, warm water, water keeps it alive? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep, warm uh. water is the way to go. Hmm. Yeah, and very, you got to let it, the beginning is when you really got to, you got to water it a lot. Let it soak it up. Mm. Usually by like by the time we get to Christmas though it is it's, it's stop drinking it's done right so, but you know in the beginning it just sops you every day just drink 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 what do you do there Mike you're a little bit of both right you do a little bit of the Jew a little bit of the Christian yeah we uh, celebrate both it's wonderful yeah. you put a yarmulke really? on top of the tree as opposed to a star yeah well it's actually a menorah oh it's a menorah on top of the top tree, of the yep. tree. It's, yeah. it's very very and it's yeah. a little tricky because you light the candles and then the tree you right. burn the house down. and you buy the cheapest tree right I think we have a we actually have a fake tree oh goodness that did go over here. <laughs> No, we kid because we love. You have a fake tree? Yeah, fake tree. So allergies. Well, you can't celebrate both. I mean, yeah, come you on. Can. Of course you or. can. Ah. It's a joint household. Either you believe or you don't. No, you're missing the point. Mike's wife is not Jewish. I understand that. So she can celebrate. <laughs> so she needs Christmas. to convert, or Mike needs to convert. No, no, no. no. Well, the beauty of America, Brian, is you don't have to do that. They you don't can have do what to you'd convert. Like. They can do what they want. The beauty of Brian is you have to convert. The beauty of Brian. Wow. Is there is there some that's a segment name for Better Man Show, the beauty of Brian. <laughs> Pick one religion, won't you? <laughs> Make up your mind. You ain't got no two religion household. <laughs> exactly. 
man. It's going to be Chinese food or it's going to be turkey and dressing. Which one? Oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe you get a fake tree. Someone's really allergic, you or your wife? Um, My wife. <laughs> So you're lying about that. You're lying about the Yeah, I don't know. We have a fake tree. I don't fake know. Fake tree. You can't go fake tree, man. Well, we you want a fake some, tree. You got to have some guts. Who cares tree. about the... You're doing a fake tree, too? Jesus. Simple. Doesn't burn down a place. What? You put, uh, what? How many Do times does that happen? Google Christmas tree fire. Yeah. Okay. I've seen them. Please. <laughs> Thank I've you. I've seen them. <laughs> right. What do you mean you've seen them? I've seen trees go on fire. I'm with Pete on this. A lot of trees on fire. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> one Christmas tree that you've been in the presence of that would ignite it and burn the house down. His friend, Bob. No. <laughs> he was so full. You, you... The fake ones can catch fire. Yeah, of course they can. Of course what are you they can. About? Well, I'm, so I'm sure you're the, uh, let me check my Halloween candy for the, the, the shaving blade that's never, ever, ever happened. Of course. Yeah, okay. Mm, Got <laughs> to these days. Uh, what about you? You have to get real tree. Of course, it's real the only. Tree. It's the only thing to do. Yeah, and it smells great. Yes. It's nice to have it in the house for a while. As much of a pain in the neck as it is to bring it back, and then the stand and the watering and yep. all that is worth it, man. It's worth that the real tree. We may even go to one of those farms where you cut it down. Oh no! And put it on the car. Oh, That's how far we might go this year. Excuse oh, us. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. on the table. And then you got to put the Instagram posts of you and your wife holding the saw together yeah. in front of the tree. Well, the, the 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 fear of fire is not great enough for us. I want to mix <laughs> in the possibility of losing a limb while I cut it down. Yeah, you mm. may have a house, but I have six floors in an apartment building that would burn down. <laughs> what a terrible way to look at life. Great oh. point. I mean, seriously, let's all pray for Pete. <laughs> Pete is, I don't know if that'll help. Pete's saving his entire complex Save from me. burning alive. Yeah. Being a better man. <laughs> Mike, pray to both gods you honor in your house that yeah. Pete somehow gets a better outlook is on that things. Is that okay, Brian? <laughs> uh, no! Um, it's not okay. I didn't know there were two. One of the things that Mike does said so the gingerbread men, they have the Gavelta fish men, yeah. where they mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> those they, are they just do our taxes all day. <laughs> yeah, they, they, wow, the Gavelta fish oh, men are goodness. very very. <laughs> what kind of icing do you use on <laughs> mayo? <laughs> oh, no, definitely not mayo. Oh man, it's it's quite it's quite a mashup between the two at the Biseglia household. Mm-hmm. We do it right. <laughs> you got to. Both religions, because there's the two religions. Is there a menorah safe enough for you, Pete? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, electronic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, that's what right. eight times you're lighting that thing. You're that's really, the thing you need to worry yeah, about. Yeah, really playing with fire, no pun intended, huh? Plastic. <laughs> okay, let's do a bogus update. we got to hear from Coop. Well, look who remembered how to score points and win NFL games last night. Third and five from the 13. Prescott, timing route. End zone, up in the air. It's caught. Des Bryant climbs the imaginary ladder for the touchdown. I and Eagle on Westwood, one second. Suck in these balls. Touchdown pass of the night for Dak Prescott. It came on the first play of the fourth quarter, giving Dallas a 24-7 lead on Washington. And it made Des the franchise leader in TD receptions. His Cowboys went on to win 38-14, keeping their slim playoff hopes alive at 6-6. Six and six. Washington drops to 5-7, and seven, committing four turnovers along the way. The NFL continues to investigate Jameis Winston for allegedly groping a female Uber driver in March of last year. The Bucks QB said yesterday he has no fear of a suspension. Texas A&M Chancellor John Sharp 
said the Aggies should have a new football coach, quote, very shortly after a Board of Regents meeting yesterday. Many assuming that new head coach will be Jimbo Fisher, who said yesterday he will coach Florida State tomorrow against Louisiana Monroe. Tennessee AD John Curry reportedly met with Washington State head coach Mike Leach yesterday. And Urban Meyer says JT Barrett will play tomorrow's Big Ten title game with, with, with Wisconsin, despite reports of minor right knee surgery on Sunday. The Cavalier win streak is up to 10 after a 121-114 win in Atlanta. Alec Burks, a career-high 28 off the bench as the Jazz won at the Clippers, 126-107. The Bucks a 103-91 win in Portland, and the Celtics took out the Sixers. Kyrie, lining up Sarge. He looks around, realizes he's got no help. The help comes from Redick. Kyrie, no look in the corner. Jason Tatum for the putaway. Good night. Night, everybody. Drive safely. Put your seatbelts on. Send Maxwell. And... Was he all right? It sounded like he couldn't drive. Good night, everybody. Really oh, man. Uh, 108-97, the final for the Celtics over those Sixers in a battle of top five teams. Michigan State handled Notre Dame 81-63. The San Francisco Giants and Giancarlo Stanton reportedly met last night in L.A. The Giants want the Marlins outfielder but need him to waive his no-trade clause, and this was not supposed to happen in Edmonton. Wrist shot, blocker to side by Laurent Brassard. Rebound, score! 5-4, Leafs, Nazem Kadri found it in his feet and fired it home. No, it was shot in, I believe, by Russell. It wasn't Kadri. I think Russell spun and put it in his own net. Yeah, Chris Russell, instead of clearing the puck into the corner, put it by his own goaltender for the tie-breaking goal with 65 seconds left. Point shaving. Patrick Marlowe got credit for the goal. His Leafs won Edmonton 6-4. We're going to get to Coop's picks here, but first, this game preview brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. That time again, when you have to choose between watching football, basketball, and hockey, stop making the hard decision and simply watch them all at Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beers, Sports, Broncos and Dolphins at one o'clock Eastern on Sunday. Brian, Broncos three and eight on the season. Miami four and seven. Broncos have lost seven straight. That doesn't even sound right. Miami five straight losses. That sounds right. Von Miller, Cameron Rake each have eight sacks on the season. Yeah, and uh, hopefully this game isn't even played because these two teams <laughs> suck. All right, so uh, we have uh, some picks from Coop. And this took a long time to get from Mikey B. Better a, be good. Right. It better be. It's be it, was, good. it was a long, arduous day for Mikey B trying to get these picks from Coop. Coop is a security guard downstairs who uh, can't speak English. He has a tough time. <laughs> Even though English is his first language, he has a tough time with that language. And uh, it's very funny when he tries to make football picks. Uh, does it need a setup with the fire alarm? Does it need that setup, Mike? No, I, I bring it up to him. Okay, all right. So this is Mikey B. Every week goes down to talk to the great Coop. Coop, good morning. How are you? Fine. <laughs> what was all that noise and chaos with the alarms? Oh, they they got to test, uh, make sure that the building's safe. Make sure the alarm is working right. If a fire come out, y'all can get out. They're testing. The fire man see them guys. They're testing the alarm now. Your floor, 10, 11. They get ready to finish that floor. First game, Browns at Chargers. Chargers favored by 13 and a half points. I'll take the Browns. Why? <laughs> because too many points. I'm giving a two touchdowns to start off with. I ain't getting about no two touchdowns. I don't care if they're playing play my grandkids. I ain't getting about no two touchdowns. That's too many points. New England favored by nine in Buffalo. New England. 
What was that? I take New Game. <laughs> oh man, I gotta take New Game. <laughs> you gotta be kidding. That's a, that thing is, woo. That's a thing. And finally, Giants at Raiders. Raiders favored by nine. I know you heard the news this week about Eli Manning oh, my, being I benched. I gotta take the Raiders. You gotta be crazy to don't take the Raiders. They got rid of, got rid of a great quarterback and bring a garbage quarterback in. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if you heard the news about Eli, but they're not even letting him dress. He has to sit in the seats with the fans. It's not fair. They treat the man bad. They treat the man bad. He was a franchise quarterback. One of the best they had in a long time. And then you, you pitch a man on the, on the side like that. That's no good. What do you think about that Eli can't even dress for the game? He's got to buy a ticket. I heard they're about $300 in Oakland. I wouldn't buy it. Oh, him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it. Oh, what he did for that thing. Who are you going to put in place? Geno Smith. Oh, forget about it. For who? Give me a break. You're going for, for sugar to an S. I ain't going to say no more words. I'm going sugar to I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it. Geno. My God. <laughs> From sugar to an S. Wait, if fire go out, got to get out. He's <laughs> <laughs> just unbelievable. <laughs> I love what he said. He asked about the Patriots, and uh, he goes, <laughs> Neely. <laughs> Mike goes, what was that? <laughs> New England. What was that? I think New England. Go, go back again, Pete. Play that again, though. New England. What was that? I think New England. <laughs> New England. New England. <laughs> New England. Mike, you have perfect timing in that, too. What was that? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> New England. Fire, fire, get out. You got to get out. <laughs> New England. What was that? I think New England. He must have a tough time ordering clam chowder. (laughs) (laughs) New game. What what, what type of chowder, sir? New game. We're all out of that one. I'll order Manhattan. Yeah, right. It's two of you in a place. Order clam chowder. You get this road out. Get out. (laughs) El Rose. gem that is mm-hmm. that coop oh gift that keeps on giving i mean he went all out for thanksgiving with the enjoy your family i can't imagine what he's gonna uh, do for christmas oh i mean he's gonna really mm. <laughs> he might come in with a reindeer that day <laughs> all the families had had enjoy all the trimming especially of the big old turkey <laughs> big old turkey I just picture him at the table with the clumps. Or the clumps, excuse me. Uh, the nutty professor. He'd be perfect. Imagine, imagine someone like coming to the U.S. has no idea about Thanksgiving, and then Coop is the person that explains it to him. And then that's, the, that's what they say. All the families have all the trimming and the tucker. All the families had, had enjoy all the trimming. Especially on the big old turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that, man. I love that, man. How much do you love Coop, Mike? I mean, you really love this guy. That's my favorite part of the week, talking to him. I <laughs> do enjoy it. boys now, right? Yeah. Oh, he hates me. He's starting to get annoyed by me. Oh, is he? I, that's what I asked last it, week. No, today he did it. He goes, oh, blank. Look who it is. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have to have the recorder rolling. I'm walking down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
We got to get him something, Brian. We got to get him like a gift card or something. Yeah, let's do it. I agree. I mean, he's giving us free content here. It's yeah. not like he's getting a paycheck from anybody except for being a security guard. The big old turkey. <laughs> We're going to get him a big old turkey. Hey, we'll get, we'll get him. Enjoy hey, his family. His family. Hey. Enjoy your family. Hey, Coop, here's a big old turkey for your family. <laughs> for your family. We are family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, 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 and who just look at it like, where am I? Well, you, you opted out, dude, long time ago. Right. We are fam ee. <laughs> Femme. I, I got Calhoun with me. <laughs> Femme. How you like that, who? <laughs> you hear that, who? <laughs> All right. We've got our. You hear that, who? I can't take it. All right. Coming up next, we'll do our picks. I'm way ahead of Brian do we now. Have to? Yeah, we're going to do them. Ah. Maybe this is your week, man. Maybe this hey. is your week. Coming right back. New England. What was that? I think New England. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Time to answer our Ask the Pros question today. Brought to you by Riley Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Cole in Charlotte. He said, what do you guys think of Grayson Allen on Tinder? Sign up to be an O-Rewards member today and start earning instantly. O-Rewards members earn $5 back for every 150 points you earn. It's fast, easy, and free. And only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. See store for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. I thought it was hilarious. He matched with some girl in Indiana after they played the Hoosiers. And he used the line, who's your daddy? With H-O-O-S-I-E-R. I thought it was genius. Uh, she said, that's the best you got with a Duke education. It was a very funny Tinder exchange if you haven't seen it. So I don't know if you've used that line before, Brian, when you've been in uh, Indiana. But uh, No, no, no. I'm much more subtle. Oh, are you? Come here, girl. (laughs) Jeez. All right. (laughs) uh, Time to get to our picks. We don't have a ton of time, so let's get right to it. Uh, So last week, I was four and two. So? Uh, You were one and five. And? That means that I've got an eight-game lead on you, 38 and 31, with Brian at 30, 36, and three, so an eight-game lead is a large one to overcome. We'll see if Brian can do it. We'll start with the college football weekend. I'm going to go all championship games here, of course. First, going to start with Clemson minus nine in the ACC title game against Miami. I saw Miami in person at Pitt. Do I expect it to play that poorly again? Probably not, but Clemson's been so unbelievably consistent and the way that Pitt shut down that Miami run game and forced Rozier into looking like a guy who's never played a game before, if Pitt can do that up front in that game, Clemson's going to be able to do that tenfold. I think nine is a gift spread in this one. I don't think it's going to be close. Miami's been playing so many close games. They've been eking it out. I think they got there just desserts or whatever that phrase is last week, and now it's going <laughs> to fall apart. Give me Clemson minus nine in the ACC title game. Ohio State minus six in the Big Ten title game against Wisconsin. Hurts me to say that. I want desperately for Wisconsin to win. I just think Ohio State's too explosive, and they're going to get up in this game at some point, either early, mid-game, or late, and then that's just going to be the end of it because Wisconsin needs to be running the ball. They need to slow this game down, and they're going to be playing great defense. I think Ohio State covers and wins a Big Ten championship game. And give me Georgia. I picked Georgia almost every single week, and they paid off. It's probably why I have such a big lead over Brian 
I just think that they're not going to come out and play as poorly as they did last time. The carry on Johnson injury certainly is one that uh, factors into this decision, but this is going to be Jake from doing the things he wasn't able to do in the last matchup. Give me Georgia plus two to win the SEC title. Brian. All right, let's start in the AAC. Our boy Mike Oresco, Memphis in the rematch versus UCF. Give me UCF minus seven in this one. Two are the highest scoring offenses in all of college football. UCF is number one scoring 48 points a game. The last five for Memphis, they've averaged 41 points. The big problem for them is their defense gives up 30 points a game. And the Knights D, they're only allowing about 21, 22 points. And the Knights faced a running quarterback, a dual threat guy in Quentin Flowers last week, and Quentin Flowers put up over 500 yards of offense on them, actually 600 yards of offense, but they won't have that threat from Raleigh Ferguson, the Memphis quarterback. Let's go off the reservation a little bit. Akron and Toledo. I'm taking Toledo minus 21 and a half. The first meeting, Toledo won 48 to 21. Logan Woodside has so many weapons at his disposal for the Rockets. Cody Thompson at receiver. Deontay Johnson at receiver. And Terry Swanson running the rock, averaging over 100 yards a game. Akron, they don't know who's going to play quarterback. It's been Cato Nelson. He was thrust into action after they sat Thomas Woodson. And last but not least in the college ranks, I'm going to take Auburn minus two. Carry on Johnson, we'll see if he can hold up, but that defense is more than capable. All right, to the NFL. This Indianapolis Colts defense is better than I thought it was. I played a couple of guys in fantasy with the Steelers against them, and the Titans against them, and they never did anything against that defense. That was at home in Indianapolis in this game on the road, but I think that that defense will travel well. And Jacksonville still offensively not that great. Nine and a half points is just too much. I could see this game being uh, 14 to 10, 13 to 6, something like that. Uh, with Jacksonville winning, but I think Indianapolis covers that nine and a half. Give me Indy plus nine and a half at Jacksonville. I'm all in on Garoppolo, man, and I think that <laughs> the Chicago Bears are awful. So San Francisco plus three traveling to Chicago. Yes, tough defense, whatever. But, I mean, there's enough weapons there that uh, Garoppolo will be able to utilize where I think that they can keep this game close. I think they're going to win it. I think Garoppolo's going to play really well against that tough Chicago defense on the road. And lastly, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is just going to come back to bite me. But Kansas City cannot be this bad. They can't totally fall off the face of the earth. They're right there about to do it. If they end up coming out and can't do anything offensively again against the Jets, well, then it's completely over. I just don't think it's completely over. You saw the Cowboys break out offensively last night. I think you'll see the same thing from the Chiefs. KC minus three and a half at the Jets. All right, I'm going to start with the Packers and the Buccaneers. Give me the Packers, minus two. Brett Hundley played his best game as a pro. Career-high three touchdowns on the road at Pittsburgh. Jamal Williams was running the rock pretty nicely as well. So I'm going to take the Packers at home, minus two. Tampa with Winston coming back won't be enough for them to get that victory. And I'm going to stay with a home team. How about Buffalo? I'm going to take Buffalo plus nine versus the Patriots. Tyrod Taylor, after he was insulted and taken out of the starting lineup, helped him win on the road at KC last week, and he's pretty good at home versus division foes. In the last few games, last three, seven touchdowns, only one interception. LaShawn McCoy, he gets off at home as well. So I'm taking Buffalo plus nine. And then Baltimore and Detroit. 
I know Baltimore has a heck of a defense. The Lions, they really need this ball game. Matthew Staff is just one of three in the NFL with 3,000-plus yards and 20-plus TD passes. He will find the elixir for that Ravens defense. I'm taking Detroit plus three. All right, those Brian's NFL picks. You went 0-3 with them last week, so oh, proceed with caution on those. <laughs> Make sure that you double-check them. You, you, you spend your life savings on those picks. No, How about that? No, 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 no. No? Yeah, don't, do, don't do such a thing, please. <laughs> All right, you're going to regret it. Yeah, well, it's been a rough year for you in those picks, tell you that much. Hey, it has been rough. That's all right. I'm yeah. winning elsewhere. Right, where you don't have to pick with the spread, which yeah. is... Well, uh, put your money up, big boy. What's, who's big boy? What do you mean? You! What, what's big boy? Put bo- your money on the line with the spread. I do, sort of. I mean, with you. No, no, sort of. I mean, if I did, I'd be killing you. Well, do it. If you did, right. If you did. Well, what do you mean? You want? You Let's really put want, money up. You mean this week you want to do put yeah. money up? All right, we'll talk off the air. How about that? <laughs> We're running out of time. Bye. Right. Yeah, see you. Thanks to Bruce Feldman, Mikey B, Petey Meets, Coop, Bogish, Jock Alone, who's not here. Gio and Jones, have a great weekend. CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.